Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am Gemma. I'm James. And with us today, we have got a very, very lovely lady. Been chatting with her while waiting for James to sort his life out, but also his <laughs> Yeah, you've been waiting a long time for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many people that can get me up at eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, but this lady is very special. <laughs> Kayling. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Hailing <laughs> all the way from the wonderful Australia. I've got Julie Sursock, who's here to talk about her book, I'm Now Called a Senior, WTF. And I'm sure we'll talk about many other things as well. But welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Um, I've probably got a lot of codswallop to talk about. (laughs) Well, if you've got codswallop, so have we, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yes. So how are you how are you doing with like lockdown and things like that? Oh my goodness. You know, we were doing so well. Australia really had got it under control. And now all of a sudden some somebody's arrived from overseas and brought it back in again and it's down it there was a big um bowling club dance on last weekend and it's spreading like wildfire again and we're all told that we need to stay in and well not all of us but a whole section of sydney has to be um in lockdown again and then after wednesday night our premier will decide whether um we're all going to get locked down just before Christmas yeah. and everybody's made plans to fly and to go everywhere and 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 it's wow you know you suddenly realize oh no we're back in this again back to hunting things out of the pantry <laughs> I mean really you just I find like that's the go-to in this COVID <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Pot needles yeah. for Christmas Day dinner, I think. <laughs> and I'm thinking of all this food because I've got all the family meant to be coming here and I'm thinking that's going to be, that'll be enough for weeks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. We'll be feasting if they don't come, you know. Oh, dear. Anyway, yeah. what can we do? What can we do? Exactly. Very true. Yeah, exactly. In this country, we because I don't know how it works in Australia to how ours is, but we're doing like tier levels. So you've got tier one through to now tier four. Tier four has only been introduced yesterday. And I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So that's Similar kind of, with us. Mm. 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking over you, which is not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry, because with Skype delays, sometimes that happens, so it's not an issue. Yeah, so Tier 4 is um, pretty much all of London and the surrounding area, mm-hmm. and all of Wales now, it looks like, as well. I call it the webbing cake treatment. <laughs> yes. Oh, the layers. <laughs> Oh, dear, we shouldn't be laughing. But, yes, are we on the top of the cake now? Level four. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean we can munch right down to the first one? <laughs> yeah, we could, couldn't we? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, you look at this. Initially, when it first started, we thought, oh, we'll all be very good. Um, and mm-hmm. we all um, voluntarily sort of landed up in the house and like honestly I wore the same pair of traction pants for about six weeks I thought you know I don't have to go out so why not and, and like I lost my bras I didn't know where they had gone because I never wore one and then suddenly you've got to go out again you can't find them <laughs> we're yeah. having a real holiday <laughs> <laughs> this is something that James won't understand but yeah not having to wear a bra is so nice hey. Don't define me. I could be wearing a dress for all you know right now. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's the 21st century, damn it. <laughs> it is. It is. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I assumed your gender, James. Oh, <laughs> 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 my Goodness. So, so there we go. I mean, you know, think of this COVID too. You know, part of you says, "Oh, I'm going to pivot and I'm going to be so resilient," and then on the other side, you think, "I'm so fragile. I don't know what to do." You know, yeah. this, you know. So, so you're stuck in between these two mindsets, and just say, for goodness' sake, 2021, come along, sort this thing out. The vaccination's coming out, and I'm thinking, "Oh, you know, we, I suppose we've all got to take it, but then are you going to have a reaction?" So. We're just yeah. to one day at a time. Exactly. A lot of doubts and a lot of questions still to be answered, isn't there, like with the vaccine? But I know we've started giving it to um, eight, the sort of years of 80 plus um, yes. in this country and also care workers as well. So my niece is actually a care worker and she's taken shots. She's had the, I'm not sure how it's injected or whether it's like a tablet or whatever, but she's had the first instalment of it so yeah Ah, okay and feeling okay I think so yes she only had it a couple of days ago so you know it's kind of at the moment she's fine so fingers crossed that will be the case yes yes and then we can all go and live again (laughs) yeah the benefit for me has been that I've actually put my head down and written a book <laughs> and only, only you know, 1% of people who want to write a book apparently get down and do it. So I suppose I, suppose I wouldn't have really been that focused if I wasn't locked up. So there's one tick for that, isn't there? There you go. So you could say then that you've had quite a productive lockdown. Honestly, the the amount of stuff that I've learned is quite incredible. I mean, there's a whole story up to wanting to write a book, but um, I decided I didn't want to go through traditional publishers. I wanted to actually learn how to do it myself because I really didn't want to change my voice and I didn't want to change the vision because it really it it's like it's it's a fun book. It's it's very it's very funny, but it's also deep. I um 
I bag poor old co-senior who's my husband. Um, <laughs> I, we have a good laugh about that, but I just wanted to have that that sort of edge and and that voice. And so I, I, I joined a course with thousands of people who wanted to teach me and I really researched it, found a course that um, I could follow and followed it step by step by step. I mean, I didn't even know what an ISBN was initially things like that. So it's all, all those sort of things and eventually got it out there and um, all the marketing and I've loved every minute of it. And it just shows, you know, when you're a senior, you can do anything. What was the hardest? Cause you, I mean, I'm very interested when you said you'd actually gone and had to sort of self-publish. What's the hardest thing of doing that? What was the biggest sort of the, the, uh, the toughest nut to crack? Do you know, it's, I think it's the commitment and it's the routine you're actually really, it's all very well, but it's not easy. So you've got to first of all write it. And I thought, well, I've written it. Okay. Now I'll send it out to readers just to see what they think in, in my, my audience. Um, and then you've got to edit it, but it's okay. You can't just edit it yourself. You need to send it to, uh, an editor. And then you've got to send it to a formatter. Then you've got to work out what your front cover is going to be like. Then your back cover. Then do you, put a giveaway into the book, and then Amazon is a whole thing. You've got to learn so much about how do you get onto Amazon and how do you get into certain categories and um, how do you, you know, and then there's the social media. For me, the most, the trickiest part has been um, the social media aspect because we plan to go out and, and um you know, have a book to, I, my whole point of doing this was I really want to get up on stage in front of thousands of people and say, hey, seniors, there's a whole story that leads up to this. This is not the end. When you retire, it's not the end of life. You know, it's, it's, hmm. there's so much you can achieve. Just be curious, get out there and look for it. Um, so that was the end game, but I couldn't do it without writing a book. And I was going to go and do a book tour and it was all set up and then boom, COVID hit. So then I had to yeah. learn how to do it online and how to do Zoom book clubs and how to have podcasts. I love podcasts, actually. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you get onto a podcast, you talk about yourself. Isn't that nice? Nobody else listens to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're there with your husband and he's sort of got his cloth ears and, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I would say um, that the learning how to get Instagram and Facebook accounts and how to get likes and build your profile and all that, that was the most difficult. Mm. Writing I really loved. Um, learning about Amazon was probably one of the hardest because, you know, you should publish it on a certain day and you need to have the correct keywords. It's things like that. It was the whole huge big learning curve. And the problem is I've got another one that's going to come out in a couple of months and then another two after that, which are going to be slightly different. But, you know, I'd, I'd learned it all and I thought, yeah, I can do this. Look at me. I've, I've published a book. But now I've forgotten. So now I have to go back and go through the whole course again because I've forgotten <laughs> point one. I'm back to point one again, you know. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. Well, at least by book three, you should know it. I should, by heart, it. I should have it by then. <laughs> uh, I've probably forgotten about book one. So, I mean, what do you do? <laughs> You've got to keep on doing it. It's just like a sushi train, you know? Here comes the next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> 
Oh. But and it's interesting what you said though about the fact you have to completely change the way you're going to promote and discuss things because I was talking to the author Liz Mystery and of course the normal way of doing it is you would go around to places you might do book readings you might do as you said this thing going to see lots of different people to talk about it where you know there'd the be events set up but now that's totally impossible for people and you know it's quite it it actually you stop and say what. That was the whole reason that I wanted to get out there and motivate people. And, you know, I have a background also in um, sort of entertainment. I come from South Africa. So um, I was on stage a lot and singing and I write music and, and play the guitar and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm used to being in front of people. So this mm-hmm. was a real big pivot. But, I mean, even now, like negotiating, you know, different methods of talking like on podcasts, like it's like, you know, half an hour before I'm thinking, oh, if I press the right buttons to get on, you know, it's a whole thing that you've got to learn. But anyway, it, I, suppose, I suppose that's good for our marbles, eh? Yeah, exactly. It definitely yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, yeah, and it's like with regards to oh, – I can hear myself again. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I can hear you too. Uh, I mean, we never have technical problems. <laughs> Just every minute of every hour. <laughs> oh, sod it. Let's carry yeah. on. <laughs> it's probably coming, is that better? I've, I'm sitting further back now. Is that better? <laughs> Hold on, I need to speak again. Yep, it seems to be it seems to be working again. <laughs> well, you know, we're you know, like I said off mic, we are talking codswallop, so you never know what's going to happen with this podcast. So. <laughs> well, now I'm social distancing with my computer, so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it needed. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh dear so so what i was going to ask about was with regards to your performances and you know like your prior life did you yes. want to sort of tell us a little bit about that please long story or short story you've got the microphone so you go you know so to speak um yeah, you go as yeah. long as you like it's fine well going going way back brought up in south africa had a great lifestyle um you know was sort of an entrepreneurial businesses um i was in a group with two other uh women and we had a a thing going where we used to go around and do gigs everywhere and at one of our uh performances the anr guy from emi was in the audience and he came up to me afterwards and he said um i'd like to sign you up with emi now that's unusual, <laughs> but it was very pleasant. And, um, so I was with EMI for many years, recorded, um, won an award, you know, like we have, um, ARIA awards here. It's that oh, yeah. type of thing in music. Um, so I was very fortunate to get that and life is ticking along beautifully. And then suddenly we had a few occur- occurrences. We had, um, our house was ransacked and we had a home invasion and everything was stolen. And, um, then I had like a stalker who was phoning me who I didn't know it was and say, Oh, really? You look very nice in your red dress today. I'm thinking, really? <laughs> I wasn't wearing a red dress on any stage. I wore a red dress in the supermarket. So, um, who is oh, this? Dear. So that was scary. And then we had somebody who was like, you know, killed at the top of the driveway and 
Yes, we, we chatted as a family said, you know, listen, this is not for us. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We're going to move and we're going to try and go to Australia, which is very similar in many ways to South Africa. So we arrived in Australia, um, two kids, four suitcases, had to leave all our money behind and potential. <laughs> but but we were very spoilt in South Africa. And so our, um, the whole family had to wear olive green for the first six weeks because I didn't know that you had to sort out the colors and the whites. And I just chucked it all into the washing machine. So we all wore olive green. <laughs> it, was our, it was our thing. And I said to my husband, I really don't know how to iron properly. We were, I mean, I was useless. And I said, listen, it was boiling hot. And I said, I'm just going to iron where the buttons are and you've got to wear a jacket all day because I'm clueless how to do the rest. And then you get invited out to things like you've been invited to to tea, but tea in Australia is dinner. Oh, you would invite people for tea, you know, like high tea, you know, cucumber sandwiches, mm-hmm. you yep. know, yep. tea. Come round for tea. And then they pitch up thinking it was Dinner, tea is dinner. So they, they thinking lamb chops and, you know, roast potatoes. And you thinking, um, you know, cucumber sandwiches. So <laughs> it all, it's all a bit mixed up. So then we thought, you know, it was, a, we, we, it was difficult, you know, we had to learn a new sort of culture. It was very same, same, but very not same. Uh, so we went to live up in Brisbane. My husband sprung a leak. It was so hot. And we were just like miserable. So I, we nearly went back to South Africa. We said, let's, let's go back and, um, go back to Sydney and give it a go. And I said, listen, get in the car, drive down to Sydney and just go and find your sunshine. You'll find what you're looking for when you get down there. So he arrived in Sydney. Um, and he thought, Oh, what am I going to do? We've got to get this family out of the mess. And he just happened to open up a magazine. And in that magazine, there was an article on somebody who actually did what we were doing in South Africa. So he said, I'm just going to walk in and I'm just going to be ballsy and walk in and say, listen, don't pay me, just pay me a commission and, you know, we'll go from there. And he walked into the office and he said, pay me a commission. The guy said, okay. And we were on our way and we were able to build back everything that we'd lost in South Africa back again. But it was very time-consuming and it was very um, strenuous and we were getting older so we decided to sell the business, but it was a case that we had to order product for the following year by a certain timeline. And we found that um, the people who were going to buy it and it was all almost signed and sealed reneged on the deal when it was too late for us to buy for the next year. So we had to close the company down. So here we are again now at 60s and 70s and we're like, oh, okay. We can't exactly do what we did when we were in our thirties. Um, you know, what are we going to do now? And I, I looked around and I saw oh, all the people who were our sort of age, they're sort of like swimming around in this quagmire of depression. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I should be laughing, but, but like they've retired from life. They don't know what to do with their lives. You know, there's no interest in the bank. They all end up on cruises and learn how to salsa. You know, but they, but they, you know, there's no purpose. So then you get someone like me who says, oh, oh, ah, you've got to just get up on stage and, you know, come on, you can do anything. You can just be curious and get on, you know, with, with whatever, you know, makes you zing. Um, but how do you find your purpose? It's all very well, you know, it's sort of quite trite. Oh, go find your purpose. Um, 
But I then just thought about it and I thought, you know, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to get these oldies out of their seats. I'm going to tell them that you don't have to retire from life. You know, it's not the end of life. You know, a lot end up being permanent babysitters. Their kids say, yay, we've got the, <laughs> the oldies here now. And so they've, you know, and I, and my kids try to get me into that. I said, no ways. I brought you up. It's my turn. Now, you know, when you bring up kids and you've got all that yeah. early life, you forget about you. You know, where is my singing? Where is my writing? Where is my guitar? Where's my, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So sort of, I, I like this stage. So I got out my guitar and I wrote some music and I entered in a competition and I landed up and, you know, I don't want to brag, but there were 10 of us in the top 10 and nine of them were 23-year-olds and there was me. <laughs> 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 Trying to look like a 23-year-old. <laughs> Trying to blend, you know. <laughs> but then suddenly, you know, decided I was going to write a short film for a, for a festival and entered it in that and, and suddenly found me again. And I thought, well, you know, if I can find me, other people can find them. And it doesn't have to be right. what I'm doing. They can go knit or they can go and join golf clubs or play bridge. It's not my thing. But they, you know, if that's what gets them out of their moroseness or whatever the word is, then that's cool, you know. Yeah, so there we are. Definitely. Back, again. Back again, writing and, and you know, singing and and talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> you're not talking. First of all, you're no. not talking too much on a podcast. That's what the no. um, purpose of a podcast is. We, I'm thinking there's silence on the other side. <laughs> Are they thinking, God, I wish you'd shut up? <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, if we if we're being silent, it's because we don't want to speak over your story. Yeah, with regards to our listeners, they listen to us every week. We want to give you a voice this week. So, oh, um, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, with regards to, you know, that story, it's amazing, the journey that you've gone through, basically. Do you know, I feel that sometimes, you know, when you're in the valley and you can't actually um, see your way out, the mountain is too high. I really, really do believe that that's the time when you're actually building those muscles to actually move to the next stage. And, you know, in life, I say, you know, even with my kids, I just say everything's a season. If you're actually stuck with your head in nappies, don't worry, it ends. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's not going to be forever. You know, if you, if you, it, all these stages of life, you know, are there for a reason. And when you get to my stage, I mean, I honestly feel like I'm still 20 until I get out of bed in the morning and think, holy shit, I can't get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, woo, out of bed, 2020. I mean, obviously, life's not glorious, glorious all the time. But, you know, let's go attack the world and <laughs> collapse on my way to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm thinking, where's the Voltaren? <laughs> and the magnesium and everything else. <laughs> so, out of interest, what do you say was the biggest shock about getting older? <sighs> The biggest shock getting older is the feeling that, oh my gosh, are we, do we have to cut back on everything because the level of income that you used to get is now no longer there? And mm -hmm. a lot of people do that. What they do is mm -hmm. they decide, well, listen, we're going to cut back on everything. And that's sensible because you've got a budget. I mean, the word b -b -b budget, you do. But for me, I thought, you know, I would rather work hard 
create, um, you know, look at opportunities and still try and create that income so I can still do the things that I love to do. Like I love to travel. We've been to mm. Europe so many times. If, if we were to save all our pennies, um, that would be just get on a plane and go and see other places and eat pizza and, you know, <laughs> so that, you know. And it's wonderful meeting people in other countries. But I, I think um, older people get very lonely. And I think um, I'm very lucky because I'm in a very stable – this is a second marriage. We both got left first marriage. <laughs> but it's worked, second marriage, and we've been married for nearly 40 years. That's the important but, thing, isn't it? Mm. Well, this is it. We're very, very, very compatible. Although in COVID, we're like right on top of each other, and Co Senior has decided that he's in charge of the kitchen. <laughs> I'm balancing him. Don't you dare stand here. <laughs> he's decided where the knives and forks are going. No, 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 no. And he's decided like where the washing is going to go. No, no, no. Because I can't find all of my stuff. It's all folded up in the end. <laughs> so we have to have a bit of rules here. <laughs> but I, I, I do think, you know, a lot of seniors get lonely, very lonely, mm. especially if you're single, you know, mm. because yeah. – you know, the kids, they come and visit you, but, but you sort of want to feel independent. You don't want them to look after you. You just want them to look out for you, you know, just keep an eye on us. Like, you know, come fix the fence if it falls down because we're not very mm. good at that. But, yeah. but, um, but gee, it's a lesson learned that you've got to actually give back as well. You know, you've got to just reach out to people because you don't know where they're struggling. People are proud, you know. They don't say, hey, I'm actually struggling here. I I need communication or just a hug, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. And I can understand that from a sort of personal point of view as well because um, my mum – is uh well she was uh single uh well a widow unfortunately but uh yeah i mean you know that's that <laughs> but you yeah. know i don't want to drink uh, bring the podcast down but you know and it's like me and my brother turned around to her and we were like we want you to find somebody else and like the man that she's with at the moment you know he's he's around so you might be able to hear me but no he's a really really nice guy and oh, you know like if we if we ever wanted like a a replacement for our, you know, I mean, never going to replace our dad, but you know, if it's, yeah. if it's ever going to be somebody who's going to replace that aspect, let's say, then, you know, he's, he's a very, very good man. So, you know, I'm very happy that she's, uh, she's happy, oh. and, you know, cause I do understand what you mean about, you know, like being single and being, you know, like you feel like, Oh, my time is up kind of thing doesn't it yeah, yes. yeah it's and, just proof that it's not so but you know people want companionship what in in whatever form you know you might have a best girlfriend or boyfriend or you know lover or whatever you just you know you want you you want to be feel like you at least noticed I suppose because mm-hmm. so many people just fade away and you'll suddenly hear about somebody who's past and think oh god I didn't speak to them for like months you know I should have you know I suppose that's the lesson you learn you know yeah absolutely life is a lesson definitely (laughs) I mean also James another thing too is Mm. that you know when you have your kids and there's this whole bedlam that goes in your home around in your home and then they leave my daughter left um to go and live in Los Angeles very early from Australia and Mm -hmm. um 
oh, suddenly, you know, you can hear your brain ticking. You can, you know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. quiet. And like, you know, much as you love it, you also sort of hate it, you know. You like yeah. that mess of of everyone's lives. And then in a way you create a, you, as I say, you create a new season. I mean, I laughed. My son used to come backwards and forwards to the house and he'd sort of go away for three months because he was teaching people to ski or in the army or whatever like that and he'd come back and he'd go back into his room and you know we've got a little sort of routine going and now there he was gone and he'd come back so on on his last visit we changed the room into a gym so (laughs) he came home and he said where's my bed (laughs) <laughs> we turned around and we said, well, didn't you know, this is now the nude room. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was out of there, Phew, gone. <laughs> Can't think about those things with mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's brilliant. And um, so you, are you, obviously you said that your daughter's in L.A., but um, how many children do you have, by the way? Sorry. We've got a yours, a mine, and an ours. Okay. So, so the yours lives in South Africa, the, yep. the mine lives here in Australia, and and then the ours lives in Los Angeles. So we've got girl, boy, girl. Right. And they all get on and they're all sort of, you know, they're all family, so that's good. Yeah. I miss my daughter so badly in Los Angeles. Oh, I bet you do. Is she the one that you Skype because uh, I know that in one in your book, so we should really touch upon your book. That there's a <laughs> section where you're doing um, a sort of babysitting, babysitting oh, through Skype. So sort of true. Thing. Did, did you yeah. read that one? Because the little girl is just so into Star Wars. I mean, she really everything Star Wars and Saber. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you read that chapter. The yeah. virtual babysitting because that's what happens as a grandparent. You at, when it's food time, you're yeah. stuck in front of the of of FaceTime, and um, you 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 the entertainment while they're eating their their chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did read that one. I thought it was very very funny. First of all, and also it was uh, you know like it was very real as well. So real. We go yeah. back with Unforced. She's on a show. I don't know if you know um, the show Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah, I did watch that. So Yeah, she's the blind girl on that. She was Jenna. Oh, okay. Yes. And did you ever watch Home and Away? Well, I used to watch it sort of back in the day, so I don't know sort of how, how yeah, recent. She, yeah. Well, she was Danny Sutherland, you know, one of the on the Sutherland family when they were on Home and Away? I think and then, so. Um, yeah. To be honest, I watched probably Neighbours a little bit more than Home and Away. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but yeah. I'll probably do a so, Google in a minute and then realise that I did know. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's there. Her name's Tamman, T-A-M-M-I-N, and uh, she lives in Los Angeles and she's got um, two daughters. And we, we were so funny. The last visit that we went there, we had to go to one of – the, the daughter's school functions and it was a cultural day and everybody had to bring something that was relevant to their culture. So Tamman was just about to have her second child. So we were delegated to bring the cultural thing. Yeah. So we thought now lamingtons are a big thing in Australia. You know, if you have a lamington, you're really Aussie, Aussie, oi, oi, oi. So <laughs> I decided, well, I'm going to try and I'm the worst baker, really 
really bad. So I thought, I'm going to get this cake and you've got to roll it in chocolate and coconut. And then, and then they, you know, we'll take our offering. So we go to school with this. Now what's happened is that all the leftovers from the night before has landed on top of the lamingtons. So we go there with a squash plate of lamingtons to, to the school and they've got paella and lovely little French meringues. <laughs> they've got everything and our squashed lamingtons. So the granddaughter's standing there. And she's standing hands on hips, all of six years old. And she comes to her and looks at us with tears in her eyes and says, nobody likes our lamingtons. So the minute she actually turned around, I would grab two and I'd give them to my hubby. And I'd say, for God's sake, eat them. <laughs> now, he's got to be very careful with his sugars because they rise too high sometimes. And we don't want to get the sugars out of, out of yeah. kilter. And every time she turned around, we'd grab another two, grab it. Eventually, Co Senior had his pockets stuffed full of lamingtons <laughs> everywhere. And this little girl turned around and she said, You see, Gaga, you see, everybody loves our lamingtons. Meanwhile, we had the whole tray of lamingtons in Co Senior's pocket and in his mouth. He was about to gag. He had some stuffed full of lamingtons. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, we, that's what you do. And then you, you know, you, you honestly, these little ones, they do make you laugh. And then he looks a bit like Bruce Willis. So if you read one of the chapters in the book, he took, he, his duty was to take the dogs for a walk. And, and it, because it's sort of quite, um, you know, uh, celebrity centric, the area that they're all in, all these buses come past with all these tourists clicking, you know, taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's my husband taking the dog for a walk who decides to have a big, um, can I say it? Shit in front of a Tesla. And, <laughs> and yes, my ring's fine. <laughs> and my husband turns around and he says, no, Charlie, not in front of the Tesla. <laughs> and all these, these people, all these tourists, are there clicking away, you know, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. <laughs> that is so cool. Or senior, you know, walking the dog. <laughs> Oh, dear. oh, that's that's amazing. I'm sure Bruce Willis won't mind. <laughs> I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard that he probably will. But yeah, you know, no press is good. Uh, what is it? No. Um, All press is good press. No yeah. news is bad news. Yeah, and a bad press is good press, or any press is good press. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you just mustn't react to press. I've decided. You know, we learned that very early on in um, Tamman's career because, you know, you obviously get, you know, 90% of people adore her and then 10% loathe her. And you have to be careful as a mother that you don't go back and say, hey, 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 that's not true because they write so much rubbish. Anyway. Yeah, it's so so hard, isn't it? Because it's like you should be able to say whatever you want, especially as a mother, you want to go, I know. I haven't got children, so, but I yeah. can assume that as a mother, you know, you're very, very protective of your, oh, of your so little babies, aren't you? And they always take the fat shots when they go into newspapers. They've always got a back view shot, you know, in the wrong angle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I didn't look like that. I swear I didn't. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't imagine you looking anything but beautiful. Oh, you can't see me now. <laughs> Luckily, you can't see me. <laughs> I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> That's oh, why I said to you, is this video or is this audio? Because, I, you know, I've got to make sure the top's okay. It doesn't matter about the bottom. 
<laughs> I was speaking to James before um, we started recording, and I said, "Oh, this is so early." Um, not, oh. you know, obviously it's kind of a joke. I, I don't mind doing it at all. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want you to start feeling bad or anything like that. But please don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, don't. <laughs> honestly, please don't feel bad. Um, it's, it's honestly fine. But um, yeah, I said to James, "Oh God, this is so early." And what did you say, James? Uh, my response was, "Do you think this is early?" <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he gave me a long list of things that he'd already done before um because yeah. i was messaging at like eight o'clock i think it was i was like oh what the hell oh my goodness yeah i was like you're such a weirdo well, uh, yeah, uh, uh, but as i said to you some would say weird most would say efficient the problem i have is that i'm now on holiday but I don't stop, so I just will find ways to fill my day with stuff. So yeah, I'm always going to be doing something. Do you have a list? I find I can't, I can't cope without a list. And yeah, a white marker that lists. actually, you know, I write things on the list so that I, I can white X them out. Is mm-hmm. that pathetic? <laughs> uh. Well, I do. Uh, no, I can appreciate making a list because I do that. So I've got a list of other things I need to do today as well. So yes, I know. And and then on holiday when you don't have the list, you're sort of a little bit legless. You think, oh, what am I meant to be doing now? I don't have a list. <laughs> yeah. The other problem I find on hold is that I unwind generally on the last day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <The time> of- <laughs> I know. I, I used to say to my husband the first first and second day you know why he's so grumpy he said i'm unwinding yeah. <laughs> it was still in the rat race you know <laughs> well christmas is coming as well so i mean i don't finish work until the 24th unfortunately yeah i mean it's fine because i'm working from home so it's not too big of a deal really this year and yeah. i tend to finish at about half past 12 so, well, fingers crossed. I mean, if they turn around to me at ten past nine and say, um, you can finish, I'll be like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but talking about Christmas, uh, what what is an Australian Christmas like? Because obviously we know what a British Christmas is like. It's yes. cold and in some parts of the country it can snow. Some, you know, probably James, sort of your area probably would potentially snow wouldn't it well there's probably more chance but no probably still rain but probably you yeah. <laughs> more than likely it'll spray a better chance of snow maybe up in sort of scotland areas for christmas uh, but most of the places it's just be wet and miserable whereas in australia it's the polar opposite as i understand do you know what snow feels so romantic you know because you you can picture you know I suppose New York, they put in these pictures of lovely horses with bells and shops open and all that sort of stuff and snowmen and all that sort of stuff. Um, Australia at the moment is also wet and rainy. (laughs) We've got got El El Nino, I think it's called, where all the currents collide or something happens where we just, we've had continual rain. So it's actually quite cool at the moment, very rainy, um, sort of like muggy. That sort of feeling, mm. but it's going to warm up for Christmas Day. Generally, Christmas is very hot. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, coming from South Africa, there is a bit of the British tradition. So we would have the ham, the turkey, and, and all that sort of stuff. And we'd have the Christmas plum pudding. And my mum would always put charms in it, which my grandmother would always swallow. And she'd say, Oh, no, 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 I didn't get a charm. And we'd say, Granny, we, you did. 
no, 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 I didn't. So we give her another one with another charm and Truth Bobber would go. And we, we'd never, I, she must have had a layer of charms <laughs> all floating around inside her. But, but that, <laughs> we sort of did, it's sort of traditional, but in, in Australia, it's also very geared towards seafood. Yep. There's a lot of prawns and, and lobsters. And because um, we're having problems with the export of lobsters at the moment, there's a glut on the market. You can pick up lobsters at a very low price. So everyone's lobstering out this, this Christmas because mm. <laughs> um, it's normally very expensive. So it's seafood, generally cold more because otherwise you spend the whole day sitting in the kitchen cooking. Yeah. So um it's that type of Christmas. But I do like the notion of a winter Christmas. I think all cuddled up and, you know, opening gifts and drinking red wine and sounds nice. If that's what you do, is that what you do? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like red wine, but <laughs> otherwise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, my typical Christmas is, you know, obviously family is the important thing. But this year, obviously, that's been kind of put on hold. Um, yeah. You know, because we can't all get together, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I'd rather have a year where I can't see my family than have no more years I can't see my family. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And I yeah. sort of love all that bedlam of family, you know, where everybody's running around and they just all, you know, get involved. I, I miss our family. We had to become sort of self-sufficient because our family was mostly in South Africa, but, you know, yeah, you find yeah. new family. But my, I always, one of my things is that I always invite everybody to the house who um, who doesn't have anywhere to go. So you, we have a very oh. mixed bunch. You, you'd have a, like one of our artist friends who's got a long ponytail and is, you know, like very unusual, and then you'll get sort of like an 80-year-old grandmother who's very conservative is wearing her pearls, you know. It's that whole mixture, like, and, and a whole gang, and I do the whole table, the decorations, and it's so happy because everybody sort of, they belong, you know, even though they don't even sort of know each other, but they really belong by the end of the day, and I love that. Oh, that sounds lovely. That really does sound lovely. It's, you know, because Christmas is for everyone, is it? Well, I mean, obviously not for for Jewish people and for yeah, any other yeah. religion, but, you know, it, it, but, you know, like for the majority of people, it, it's a celebration for everybody. And I don't think anyone should be on their own for Christmas. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. Let's get into your book a bit more. Actually, what inspired you? I know you kind of said about the sort of going into retirement and things like that is kind of the yeah. inspiration of starting writing a book but specifically on this book what what was your inspiration for you know like using which aspects of it that you did you um, know when I was young I actually had a year where I was very ill I okay. got tonsillitis I got I had my tonsils out appendix out um, I put my finger in a plug got electrocuted I got encephalitis I had a sulfur allergy anaphylactic attack so I was off school for a whole year but what happened is I grew this amazing love for reading and I'd read a book like a day I was just voraciously reading books and comics and just had this passion for reading um mm -hmm. And, you know, isn't that funny? Who would have thought that all those years ago, those were the tools that I was being prepped for to be able to sit down and write now? 
And when I started writing, I just started, I said, you know, I love to, I love to just write about what is happening because I would see situations that seniors are in and there are a lot of them. We all forget stuff everywhere. We all have medical checks. We all have virtual babysitting. You know, we all, there's, there's all kinds of situations that we all get in. Um, and like people, I just wanted to, I started with one chapter and then I thought, hmm, I didn't think it was that great. So I went back and then I rewrote it. Then I thought, hmm, that's better. And then I rewrote it again and then, yeah, that, that'll win. <laughs> <laughs> and so once I got the first chapter, which is all about the fact that um, I'm a germaphobe, so I don't know if you, either of you are a germaphobe, but I got that down and I thought, yeah, you know, I actually, and I sent it to some people on my age group and I said, what do you think? And they said, yeah, you actually can do this. And that started me on the road. And that was where the inspiration, all those things. And then I knew once I downloaded Scrivener and learned how to write it, I knew that I really, really loved it. And you know what? Don't do anything that you're not passionate about. If you're not passionate about it, just don't do it because you're not going to stick at it. And I found that I really, really loved it. And um so there we go. I learned the program to do it. You've got to have proper writing programs to make it easier. Um, but it, it goes right back from those early days when I read so much, I think, and I've loved to read. I mean, I read a book a week now, and I love all different books. I love all different genres. I love, you know, and and – so I think that's where it all comes from, from there. Oh, that's lovely. And do you have like a favourite chapter from your book? Oh, I've got a chapter, yeah, one that I laugh at every time. It's so funny. And which it's one's a, that? It's about social media. It's called, I don't know whether you want me to read it to you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, okay. So here we go. Social media is a thing. Yeah. You've got to be with it to be with it. Some people have millions of followers. That's supposed to be good. I have 10 at the moment, I think. It <laughs> seems to change depending on the women interest. That's pretty good, I reckon, as it's probably the only 10 people in our demographic friend list that know how to work the damn thing. I might <laughs> say, though, that everybody's world, gym membership, children, achievements, are so very perfect in their exquisiteness on these mediums. I mean, how the hell do you look so skinny when you work in the bakery? And my God, if I see another Star Diploma Kumon Award, I'm going to gag. It all looks so perfectly wonderful. <laughs> so time to participate, I presume. I could start a LinkedIn account, but what the hell am I going to call myself? I could put down all my achievements from 50 years ago, but I don't do what I did then. I haven't worked in an industry I was educated in. Don't really know why not. Maybe life just took another turn. It's going to be the big Insta reveal. So it's time to scroll through photos and decide which ones work. Should it be the authentic aspect or the downright ridiculously beautiful Photoshop moment? I'm pretty tempted. No, I think I'll go authentic. Maybe a little foray into this new out there cloud world with a little deposit of a good hair day, looking good drinking champagne day, co-senior handsome day. I'm getting seduced very quickly. Maybe it's the way to go as some of my school friends may pick up and well, no, I go to photos, as I know I'm supposed to do. Haven't I been smart? I tick the photo that I want to reveal, do the sending and pushing and hashtag, 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 don't know why process, and push. Did it. 
Holy shit. The photo of my divineness was right next to a photo of a bum flap that I'd asked her senior to take to see if maybe I was dying of some progressive disease. The tick had multiplied onto this print as well, and there in all its glory was my little mountain of floppability totally exposed to the world, and I was absolutely clueless of how to edit and delete. Yes, there I was, peoples of the world. There I was, bum in the air, magnificently exposed in its magnificently magnificent. (laughs) (laughs) And that's true. (laughs) What happened? I have to know. What happened? (laughs) I had to phone anyone who knew anything about Instagram. I said, how do I get this photo off? I don't know how to do it. (laughs) But true is Bob, that went up. And we eventually got it off again. But it was it was a very um it was as bad as trying to work out Skype tonight. <laughs> how the hell do I do this? And then and then we had another occasion where we went on a boat and my friend was wearing a wig and the wig flew off because there was wind. <laughs> so it landed in the sea. And she now had this <laughs> she had this mop cap thing on with bits sticking up and and it was so embarrassing for her. Oh. I should, no, but but it was very funny too. We all laughed. We've yeah. had some very funny, funny moments. <laughs> and of course in the second book now, I mean, can you imagine in Australia we had a run on toilet paper? Did you have a run on toilet paper in the UK? We did. <laughs> <laughs> It'll start again, trust me. <laughs> it's probably happening right now. <laughs> I mean, the toilet paper, why toilet paper? I can understand eggs or milk or bread, but why toilet paper? So in my new book, I've got a chapter called Apocalypse because we're in we're in Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, I mean, there have been some very – funny situations that we've been in another situation we flew overseas because we did a lot of traveling and just as we got on the plane to go to portugal um my husband's uh, trousers ripped and so we had to and i'm not a sewer i'm really not good at this and so we had to go into the um the, the disabled toilet because it was big enough for us to go in there and i had to find my sewing kit and i only had bright red um, cotton with a needle and he had to stand there while I was sewing up underneath the crutch and round to the other side and 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 I got all the undies caught up in the red cotton so <laughs> so now he has to shimmer out of the 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 toilet and there's a whole queue of people waiting to come in and like he's shimmering out and it was very embarrassing and then we arrived in in Portugal and our luggage didn't arrive and I was six months pregnant so I had to wear the guest's nightie the whole time that we were there for five days because we arrived just before Easter and our luggage didn't arrive. So there we go. And that's a true story. True yeah. story. Oh. It's an experience. <laughs> but I'm just I'm more concerned about your poor husband who had to walk around in the same trousers and <laughs> But not only that, it was red. So he has this big red cotton, like, you know, like doing a tack, you know, because I don't know how to end stuff and all that jazz. So it's all tacked all around, you know, and then he's got to like shimmy out because everything is now caught up. (laughs) (laughs) 
but, no, touch wood i've never had my luggage lost at an airport but yeah i can imagine that that would be an absolute nightmare <laughs> oh, well you know traveling a lot i'm and i'm i'm scared of flying we've had so many incidents <laughs> yeah. that i'm like oh you know just mm, shut your eyes and off we go <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it kind of is a scary concept really isn't it because humans aren't supposed to fly really are they so you know it's been that far up but uh, sorry if you're listening to this on a plane (laughs) 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 sorry well we've all made it through all these things we've all made it haven't we yes yeah that's true that's very true that uh, that's what i say and they say it's this one of the safest ways of travel so there we go yeah. And the good thing was when I flew over to New York one time, there was um, there was quite a lot of turbulence. And it was uh, me and my friend Lucy. And uh, because there was so much turbulence and it was sort of like, you know, a bit scary or whatever, they were sort of giving out more drinks. <laughs> we were like, Yay! Oh, no, why? <laughs> <gasps> that, that happened to my daughter and I. We were on a place called Hamilton Island, which has a very short runway. And so he's got to rev up pretty hard before he starts his whole trip down the runway. Yeah. And as he got right mm-hmm. to the end, he shoved on his brakes and he stopped. <laughs> oh, God. Like we were in full force and then and we were just nearly <laughs> over the edge. And we looked at each other, and, and I think what had happened is one of the windows or something hadn't been properly shut. So he turns around to come and do it again. But before he did it the second time, they were throwing these little bottles of champagne out to everybody. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> we were downing it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. <laughs> but as I say, we're all here. My, my, my daughter had a a landing somewhere that was difficult. I probably shouldn't talk about it, but she 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 had an emergency landing. Oh dear. Yeah. yeah. But she's safe. So that's the main she's thing. Safe and found. That's what I say. They know what they're doing, these guys. They really do. The pilots know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, very clever people, but also, yeah, it, it's nice to sort of know that, you know, you're safe in their hands as well, isn't it? Oh yes, absolutely. You're telling me. Mm-hmm. I, I would certainly hope they know what they're doing. You don't want some six-finger <laughs> person just wandering into the thing. I know. Like, hey, I'll give it a shot. So I'll press that button, pull this. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Don't let me even think about it. <laughs> I'm too much of a control freak, I think. I'd like to fly the plane myself. Then I'd feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, James, did you have any more questions that you wanted to ask at all? The, the one question I wanted to ask was, what advice could you impart to uh, to young whippersnappers like Gemma and myself and our listeners? I love, I love the whippersnapper. Gosh, I still feel like a whippersnapper. <laughs> I like it. Do you know what? The thing is, though, sometimes I see everybody – younger generations there are in this whir of busyness mm. it's just like whirring 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 and sometimes just breathing and just taking that 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 real it's my moment to just breathe mm. it's just mm. so important because a lot of the stuff when you look at your to-do list a lot of it is really inconsequential 
And the one thing that I've learned now is just do one thing, one thing mm. a day and do it well, because if that's the domino that's going to make everything else better, you'll find that a lot of that to-do list will be reduced and you won't have this frenzy of life. And to take time, you know, spending time with people that you love. I have regrets that I didn't spend more time listening to my parents and their stories mm. because when they're gone, those stories are gone too, unless they're recorded somewhere. And some of the stories are fascinating. So take a breath and be aware that, that and also this frenzy of life does settle down. You know, mm -hmm. when, when, when there's just, everybody's busy, they get up, they're all on their phones. There's so much um, technology around us at the moment that sometimes you've got to have a bit of a techno detox, I reckon. I really think that's important. I think that, you know, we, we just on emails and we just, we always beholden to the next call or the next email and just yeah. take a breath, put it aside and say, you know what? No, but nothing's going to happen if I don't attend to this right now. Some people say that they just deal with their emails the first hour of the day or first two hours and then again later on in the day, but they don't access them all the time. I mean, I wake up and I've got 200 emails sitting in one of the email accounts. Ooh. Like where, you know, why, who's putting me on these emails, you know? <laughs> so I would say take a breath, take a breath really because down the line, if you wrote a letter to yourself, you'd see that a lot of things that make you feel stressed right now are, are not as important as you might think they are when you're right in the middle of it. Does that sound like good advice? I think that's brilliant advice. Well, yeah. thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I agree. <laughs> Did you have any other questions, James? Or No, I think, uh, I, I, the, yeah, I think that's a, a brilliant uh, response. I think, thank you so much for that. Because what I was going to say was, um, did you want to, uh, Julia, did you want to, sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just crossed with me, Gemma. <laughs> I crossed with you. Uh, <laughs> Julia. No, did you okay. Did you want to sort of tell us about where you can find your books and um, also with regards to like your social media, like how people can follow you on there and things? Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Well, first of all, it's on Amazon. Yep. So if you go and I'm now called a senior WTF on Amazon, it's on there in Kindle and in paperback and the audio book will come out uh, pretty shortly. Um, it's in places like online. You can order it from Barnes and Noble, from, uh, Walmart, from Booktopia. Um, you're all online stores in the UK. It's Amazon UK. So it's even a separate, um, branch there. Yeah. Um, I've got a website, which I'm in the process of changing because I don't like it very much, but that's all a process. <laughs> it's called, I'm now called a senior.com. Okay. And, and then, uh, also, I've got an Instagram. I'm now called a senior. I've got also a personal Instagram, Julie Sersok. Um, and then I've got, I'm now called a senior support group on Facebook. And that is, that is a, just a group where everybody supports everybody, um, in that, you know, in different fields. So it's not just seniorship and it's not, um, authors. 
it's everyone. And then also I'm now called a senior Facebook page. So I've got lots of, lots of those things. And then eventually I'll do Twitter and LinkedIn, but that's enough for me right now. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> thank you for letting me um, tell everybody. And I promise what, what you will love about this book. And I'm just saying it myself is that the chapters are not not terribly long they're 60 chapters but it's if you're on a train or if you're just going to sleep and you just want to read something before going to bed um they're just the right size people are saying they they enjoy that it's not a huge big you know 50 page chapter yeah um, <laughs> but it's thought-provoking and it goes from from deep and meaningful to funny to um you know uh, processes of getting old i think Everyone should go out and check this book out, to be completely honest, whether they get it on um, Amazon Kindle or, you know, like, or, you know, I'm, I'm sort of basing on the fact that majority of our audience are sort of UK best based. But, yeah, go and search this book out, because from what I've read so far, it is really, really good read. So and that's coming from myself, who actually doesn't read very often at all. Obviously, I knew you were coming on the show, so I made the effort, but then it wasn't an effort. <laughs> it wasn't actually an effort in the end because oh, it was, thanks. you know, it was it was good writing. So, you know, it was uh, really, you know, it's kind of lighthearted. But like you said, it's a bit serious as well. So, you know, yeah, go and check this book out. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. I've so enjoyed myself. Thank you, James. Thanks, Gemma. No, it's been a, a real pleasure. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> and sorry, James, you didn't get a word in Ed's phrase while we were sort of gas bagging there. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I understand, you know, two women will have a wonderful chat and I'm just to the side, so it's all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he knows he's here to look pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the eye candy <laughs> well in that case then i think we've been talking enough cods wallop this week i have been Gemma. i have been james and Not this <laughs> oh sorry i apologize <laughs> sorry no, you, no you're fine because um yeah i was gonna say because sometimes people realize that they can they're gonna take you know like sort of uh, say their name and other people don't so i thought i'd uh yeah maybe you better say it again and i'll keep quiet <laughs> no no you're absolutely fine you you're absolutely fine that was perfect <laughs> okay well thank you ever so much enjoy the rest of your evening and i hope it stops raining soon in both oh. countries <laughs> yes that's right and merry christmas to you i hope you're able to celebrate. <laughs>